You're listening to The Journey Podcast. What if the key to unlocking your personal growth lies within your own creativity? Stay tuned to find out more. Hi, I'm Petra Brunbauer, and with decades of experience with sadness, pain, anxiety, and stress, I finally figured out how to leave all that behind. And this podcast shows you how to break free permanently so you can reclaim your sanity and find the self-esteem and energy to go after the life you desire. With real talk about mental health, holistic healing, and the tough journey of coming out the other end, this is The Journey Podcast. Welcome to today's episode. Today is part of International Stress Awareness Week in the UK, and this is a special bonus episode. In this episode, we delve into the fascinating world of creativity coaching. Our discussion centers around the insights and guidance that this unique coaching approach offers to anyone seeking to overcome self-doubt and unlock their creative potential. Our conversation introduces the role of a creativity coach, someone who guides us in various fields to harness our creativity and transform self-doubt into self-confidence. We explore how creativity coaching can empower not only artists and performers, but all of us, allowing us to tap into our creative wellspring and cultivate a resilient mindset and better mental health. Craig Halpin is a singer, actor, solo show artist, and mindset creativity coach. He teaches solo actors, cabaret, and performance artists who suffer from crippling self-doubt, gain the self-confidence it takes to become an impactful storyteller. Here is my interview with Greg Halpin. Hi, Greg. It's so great to have you on the podcast today. I've been looking forward to getting to chat with you because creativity coaching is such an interesting space for holistic healing. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm very excited about this conversation. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I have never talked about creativity coaching before, so I think this will be a fantastic episode and I look forward to picking your brains. Now, do you want to share a little bit about yourself, your story, and how you got to be a creativity coach? I would love to. I guess it all starts with I guess it's not like an unusual experience, but it stems from childhood trauma, experiencing that kind of situation and how that was kind of how I took that into my adult life and then had all these maladaptive behaviors and, you know, through healing and through therapy, just trying to, I'm trying to make um, a long story short. So what led me to become a creativity coach is the desire to help other creatives who are experiencing difficulty with depression and anxiety. Maybe they have therapy and they have that all kind of, they're working on learning how to manage it. But for some reason, as a creative person, they're finding that struggle to just finally do what they are passionate about as a creative and make that leap into it. Because sometimes depression and anxiety, like these symptoms of that, hinder your your success or you moving forward in doing that. Now, I'm a performance artist and a singer. I mostly speak on that part of it because that's kind of my wheelhouse. So yeah, essentially, that's kind of what led me to become a creativity coach and a performance artist. Like It started out differently as a performer, 
And then it sort of just morphed into what I'm doing today as a storyteller. Yeah, amazing. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I do find that, especially in the past few years, depression, anxiety, stress, all of those seem to be such big themes in many people's lives, probably not even just performers, but many other people as well. So a really important space to start reaching out a hand and helping people with who they want to become and who they want to be. So do you want to explain a bit about what a creativity coach does? Because I'm really curious and I have like pictures in my head of different kinds of music or art, but what does a creativity coach do when you start working with your clients? What I specifically do, and it may be different for different creativity coaches, is through the vehicle of whatever that person's creative wheelhouse is or what their passion is, I kind of work with them on how to integrate. Like, I like working with people who may have a mood disorder that they have under, you know, it's like I'm not a clinical psychologist or a therapist, but I like to work on the more personal aspect of it where I help them integrate like the symptoms and all the stuff that comes with depression, anxiety, bipolar. All of that stuff that comes with it, I like to teach them how to integrate it into their life and into their creative work. As a performance artist and singer, I do have severe depression and anxiety that I navigate every day. And once I understood that I didn't need to like perceive those as enemies or those things that are outside of myself. So when I once I started bringing them into my everyday experience and then making my work, making my creative work, center around themes around mental illness that's when like everything started to take off that's when i started to feel like wow this is really cool like i feel like feeling shameful was less so that's kind of what i like to do with clients is help them kind of actualize their dreams their goals as a creative person because i don't know like integration just feels like when you integrate things like that there is this other side effect that happens and that's resilience and that's building resilience bouncing back quicker as opposed to when you don't really when that skill is not very elastic i would say yeah that's fascinating i love how you pick people up where they are and really just help them integrate those pieces of themselves into their creative work that's amazing now before we talk about resilience and bouncing back do you maybe have a couple of examples of how you integrate this. Do you write songs or do you integrate this in painting or how do you work with these big emotions that come up? Uh, personally and creatively, well, on the personal side, I kind of went the route of working with the inner child, I would say, and I'm known as the wounded inner child archetype. And mine is little Greggy, you know, because that's what I used to be called when I was a little kid or big red or freckle face or whatever, <laughs> whatever the, the mood got somebody, they called me that. And so I started building a really loving relationship with that little boy that had to develop certain coping skills as a child just to survive those times. So once I did that personally, so I started out as a musical theater performer and a solo singer. And so over time, since like the depression and the anxiety just didn't like, I don't know, it just, I kept butting heads with how one tries to pursue a career in the performing arts as a musical theater artist. So eventually I realized that, well, 
I think it may really feel good if I kind of called my own shots and created my own creative opportunities. And so once I got that clue, I started creating shows that centered like my story around like childhood trauma and mental illness and certain things like that, but not in a way that's like, I kind of do it in a way where it's humorous, where it's like where the audience will experience something cathartic and they'll be like, oh, wow, I can really relate to that. And at the beginning, I created solo shows that way because it was like it was helping me learn how to navigate these really intense symptoms. And then eventually it just morphed and again, morphed into just this desire to make it more, more as something that I could help people with and tell a story. And then hopefully someone will walk away thinking like, wow, I didn't realize that about myself. Maybe I can look at that or maybe I can kind of look deeper within myself to see that, oh, wow, I do have depression. Maybe I can look at that even deeper. Yeah. And do you find that sharing your story in those kind of ways and telling stories about your story and processing it in that way, does that help you heal from depression and anxiety? I mean, I realize that those are ongoing things and those are present, but does it help you heal in some kind of way to process it that way? It does. It helps me since mine is kind of persistent and a little, you know, it's medication resistant in a way. Doing my creative work does help me process it. It does help me. It just keeps me in the game as opposed to like making the depression and anxiety the separate thing that I keep blaming my issues on. Like in the past, that's what I did. Like if I had like some issue or something that I didn't understand, like why am I, why do I continue to make these same mistakes? And then I would just blame, you know, I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I have childhood trauma. At the beginning, it's okay because you have to like, that's like, I think a first step in realizing that is happening is like, okay, yeah, I have these experiences that I've had and kind of manifested into these mental health challenges. But doing these creative things does help me process it. It keeps me in the game. It keeps me, I guess, it continually shows me and teaches me how to navigate all of this. I'll need to take a break. I'll need to take a day to kind of recover from some symptoms. And I don't know, it's just, it's a really interesting ball of wax. Because when I'm working on something and I'm really flowing in it, sometimes even that exciting energy can trigger symptom of anxiety. And then sometimes that anxiety may transform into some depression. So it's sort of like this, it's this dance. It really is. It's a creative dance that it's easier said than done. But I don't know. I look at it as if we can learn how to dance that way, learn how to dance with your depression <laughs> or anxiety, then maybe we can just make it a little easier to cope with. Yeah. And that's a really good point because you mentioned resilience before. And I feel like you're telling me a little bit that working in this way also helps you bounce back a little bit faster and a little bit better than if you didn't have these tools to work with. So do you want to share with us what you, you mean when you talk about the bounce back, when you talk about resilience like that? What does that mean to you when you're doing this depression dance? And how does that work with creativity coaching? I think for me, along with the dance, it's also about turning depression, anxiety, or whatever mental health challenge somebody is experiencing, turning that into an ally as opposed to an enemy. And then that's all connected to your inner child, in my opinion, that 
wounded little kid inside that just was finding his or her way into the world. And yeah, so I think like the bounce back, which equals resilience, it's just a very interesting concept because when you work on strengthening that skill set of resilience, it starts to open up this awareness of what you can tolerate in your life. What are some things you can let go of? When is it that you need to stop and take a breath or stop and take a day off to relax? So I think like, I think that's the gold within the resilience aspect of it, of learning how to build that skill is it teaches you to let go of the things that may be causing the triggers that may be causing certain things that are, that's triggering symptoms. I think that for me, that's a big one. Yeah. And that can be very challenging work and can take a lot out of you as you're processing all of that and working on it. So I think the fact that you mentioned, you know, really becoming aware of your own needs and following those and caring for yourself when you need to, those are big points and establishing a better baseline for yourself too when you are dealing with mental health challenges. So yeah, so important. Now, do you do inner child work with your clients as well? Is that a part of the coaching that you offer? It is, yes. I We work on kind of approach it from a journaling aspect. Like I show them, I introduce this creative kind of journaling that they can do. And like through sessions, we just work on reconnecting with their inner child. And we work on giving them a voice, giving that child a voice. We work on visual aspects of it and what it looks like if you are holding your inner child or giving them permission just to be creative, to be who they are without any filters, without any adult telling you that you can't do it. (laughs) And of course, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. But once you stick with it and stay with it, that inner child, that relationship that you're building with that inner child just gets stronger and stronger. And you kind of learn how to trust yourself more in the world. You see the world less of a threat or less of being, you know, like this, oh, this outside world is just too much. You kind of just, you start to become more tolerant, I think. Yeah, such important work. And especially inner child work, I think is so relevant for many people. Now, you're an artist, a performing artist, and I would imagine you work with other performers as well. But what you're telling me seems relevant to many people, not just artists, in the fact that they could learn to heal some wounds with their inner child. They could learn how to manage mental health better through creative outlets. Do you also work with clients outside the performing arts? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even if a client isn't a performer or even an artist in any respect, even though I think everyone is creative in some ways, if they may not realize it or not. But I do work with clients who are like office people, administrators, office assistants. And what I would do with them is I will take the training that I've had in theater and acting and musical theater, and I will use some of that in our sessions. Like I'll have a client maybe learn a small monologue, or I have them write a monologue, and then I have them kind of perform it a little bit as if they were performing on the stage. And usually the monologue will relate to whatever experience they're going through. And that coupled with improvisation 
because any human being can benefit from improvisation. So yeah, those are two of the tools that I introduce to clients who are not necessarily performers or painters, dancers, or what have you. And it's very powerful. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like that. And I think life keeps us on our toes and learning to deal with those challenges that come in a spontaneous way, I think is a very important skill for anyone managing their mental health. And I'm also wondering what kind of changes do you see in the clients you work with once you start working on the inner child work, you start working on creative outlets with them. Do you see that anything changes for them in their lives? I do. I see them recognize relationships, maybe people in their lives that may have some toxic behavior. Because I don't like to say people are toxic. I just like, I like to express that as behaviors being toxic. And then maybe the client will also recognize like, oh, wow, maybe I have. More importantly, the client recognizes that, and this is in respects to conflict, personal conflict, is that the client realizes that they have a part in that as well. Sometimes when we experience mental health challenges or childhood trauma, sometimes that can manifest in not really seeing our part in any kind of conflict. So through the improvisation and the acting play, the client gets to this place of like a deeper self-awareness, I would want to say, about themselves and the people around them. So they sort of like, they see themselves more in the world as opposed to as this person who's just broken or wounded and a victim. They kind of let go of that self-victimization. Yeah. And that's a big step in the healing process. Absolutely. I find that once you can become part of what you're trying to heal, and like you said, you know, become part of that whole process, I think that's a huge step Mm -hmm. um, forward in managing even your mental health and your challenges. So Yeah, just like what we're doing right now, this is, I mean, it's kind of structured a little bit, but we're improving, you know, we're being spontaneous with what we're talking about. And even for me, who is experienced, gets intimidated by it. I'm like, oh my God, this is, but it's because I'm placing myself in this specific role of I've got to be this expert. I've got to be this perfect person on this amazing podcast, you know? So that's another aspect of what I work with clients on is this realizing that I just encourage them to be who they are, any situation. Yeah. And you talked about shame before that a lot of people can feel when they're dealing with these emotions of childhood trauma. So I would imagine that a lot of the work you do also helps people let go of that shame and really come into their own authenticity and their own self and who they want to be. So it sounds like very healing work and like a very unique and individual approach for people to come into who they want to be and find a way to manage, like you said, these emotions that they might have, the mental health challenges they might be dealing with. And despite that, find a way to really do what they love doing. So Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. wonderful. Now, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about what you offer? Do you have some programs or services? I mentioned you have the coaching services. Do you want to explain a little bit of how they could work with you if this episode really aligned with them and they'd like to work with you? Yeah, first they can go to, I have a website, uh, moodycreative.com, which essentially says it all in that title. You know, it's really about just owning who we are. If we have moods, it's just like owning that and 
not going around and projecting on everybody, but just getting to a place where you're like, yeah, I'm moody, but you know, this is just who I am. It's part of me. And so they can go there. And I have a program that's coming out soon where I work. It's called The Bounce Back. It's called The Art of the Bounce Back, where I teach them how to creatively build that skill of resilience. And they can find all that information on the website, themoodycreative.com. Amazing. And do you work with clients one-on-one as well? Can they book sessions with you if they would like to? Yes, yes, definitely one-on-one. Perfect. And we will be linking to all of Greg's offerings in the show notes as well. So be sure to check there on the website you can connect with and the programs and also the one-on-one services that Greg offers. We'll have all that listed for you. And if you have one little nugget that you want to leave viewers with, is there anything that you can tell them as they're embarking on this healing journey, they're maybe embarking on this journey to even find themselves or to express themselves in a new way while healing? Anything that you can leave listeners with today? Yeah, there's a whole bunch, you know, but I think what really comes to mind is just really think about the concept of your inner child and think about what that inner child is really trying to tell you. And that's all I'll say. It's very powerful. (laughs) That's very powerful all on its own already. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that. And this has been another incredible episode. And I really hope our listeners have enjoyed this journey into exploring creativity coaching as much as I have. It has been a pleasure chatting with you today, Greg. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom on this topic. And I learned so much in this last little while that we have been chatting and I really enjoyed our time together. Thank you for coming on today. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you so much and take care, Greg. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen in. If you enjoy the Journey podcast, please support us by subscribing, sharing on social media and leaving us a review. We appreciate you. And you can find more of The Journey on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and our website, thejourney.com. Sending you love and courage and see you next time.